0: Hello, this is Priscilla Calcut with Berkeley County School District, and I'm excited today because we're going to be doing our first podcast about the art of coaching teams. This is introduced from two of my greatest friends, and I just think that they have a wonderful wealth of knowledge to share with me, and they'll be joining us today, and that is Hannah Studemeyer and Stephanie Wallace. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for having Thank us.
1: You. It's great to be here.
0: Well, today the podcast is really gonna focus on this new book that I've been digging into with my friends and it's called The Art of Coaching Teams. And this is really designed on for when you're teams of people. But we've been reading recently about these terms. The terms are purpose, process, and product. And when we were reading about those terms, it really began to resonate with me. This really makes a connection to Simon Sinek's The Golden Circle and the why. So when I think about purpose, I really think our being and and why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing, and, and why are we being compelled to do it, or why is it necessary that we do something. So the purpose to me makes a connection to the why in the Golden Circle. The next word is process. What do you guys think about with process and how that might connect to the golden circle? If why connects to the purpose, what do you think might connect to the process? You guys are familiar with the golden circle, aren't you, Stephanie and Hannah? Yes. Yes. So how do you see the connection there with the word process? What do you think about in terms of the connection to the golden circle?
2: I think about the how so that process of how we get there, where you need to start with that why and that purpose. And in fact, there's a line in the book that really stood out to me that says, do not pass go without determining purpose. And that reminds me exactly of what Simon talked about with starting with that why, um, but then moving into the, into the how before we look at, at the what. So I think about process being the how.
0: So we're thinking about purpose being the why and process kind of being the how. And so the next term is product. I'm sure most of you are making that
1: automatic connection already. Hannah,
0: what do you think it connects with?
1: I think definitely connects with the what. And it's interesting because I think a lot of times when we're working in teams, sometimes the what or the product is sometimes left out we sometimes don't get that far Um, we often talk about the how and hopefully the why but the the product and actually um, doing something and engaging in something um, from the questions we've posed sometimes gets left behind
0: yeah I've been in meetings before too where people really get um, bogged down and sometimes even frustrated because they know why they're doing why they there's this task at hand or why they're working on this particular program and they get frustrated because they they know that why and as they're working through the process how they're going to do it it just doesn't seem like they're ever getting anything done. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you guys about a different type of example and that's where we had the what right up front Mm -hmm. but we didn't necessarily have the why and the how. So when I make the connection to the book, that would be that, you know, we had that product right up front, but we didn't have the purpose and the process. And that was when I first got this job of one to one. I can remember, you know, coming in first day on the job and my boss tells me, she says, guess what? You know, congratulations. So glad you're here. It's July 1st, but come August we're going to have one-to-one Chromebooks in grades three and above. And so I was like, oh boy, we have the what. (laughs) But I really didn't have that firm, the why and the how, or according to this book, the purpose or the process. And oftentimes we we jump straight to the product before we really have that clear purpose. And we haven't really thought about the process. So when I think about our one-to-one implementation in Berkeley, we have kind of uh, our why, our why might not be an exact common why, but we all know that, you know, kids really need to be fluent in a technology world. They need to be able to make global connections and all different types of things that are kind of described in the profile of a South Carolina graduate. But along the way through this one-to-one implementation, we might have that why we have the product But our process has been really, really bumpy at times. And I think that's because we really didn't take the time up front to ground in that why and ground in that process. Have you guys ever experienced anything like that before?
2: Oh, definitely. As you were talking, I was sitting here thinking about um, six, I think it was about six years ago with the common curriculum unit rollout and I was in the classroom teaching first and second grade. And I remember thinking, we walk into a PD session at the school level and it's, okay, here's the initiative for next year, common curriculum, common assessments and PLCs. Here are these UPOs, everybody's expected to teach them, everybody's expected to follow the same pacing, now go. And I remember being so super frustrated because I felt like I was being told what to teach and how to teach it but nobody had explained the why to me at all um, and so then I remember going to a teacher forum meeting and cornering Dr. O'Gorman and asking him why he was forcing me into a box to be a cookie cutter teacher and he said oh my goodness how was this rolled out to you How was this explained to you Um, And he said, hold that thought. And he immediately called and asked his assistant to send me the Ainsworth book so that I could understand the why and the research behind it. And as soon as I did, my entire perspective changed. I felt so much better about being able to help lead teacher forum and help all of our teacher leaders better understand the why so that we could get out there. Um, I think that sometimes especially here in Berkeley County in a large district, when you have to rely on others to sometimes pass down the why, that's tough because we all interpret things differently and we're always pressed for time. Um, but I totally agree with with that quote i mentioned from the book before about do not pass go without determining purpose, because I think sometimes, like you said, Priscilla, we just jump to those products and it ends up a great thing that's, ready to roll out ends up looking like not such a great thing and then we have to kind of do damage control um so you know i would say ask coaches and hannah and everybody else at this point can you think of a time when a new initiative was rolled out without a clear and articulated reason for its existence
0: yeah coaches why don't you take just a few seconds and try to think about things that are going on in your buildings or things that you've experienced. Thanks. I'm hoping that you recalled some, some good times and some bad times as well. <laughs> when when I, I think about hearing Stephanie talk about that product often being first and then that process kind of um, next or when it's rolled out, And the importance of that why and that purpose also think about different audiences who all needed to know about one to one, who all needed to know the why and the purpose behind that curriculum. Hannah, we can can you kind of add to that, like, how do we need to think about communicating the purpose and the why?
1: Well, I think as as cliche as this sometimes sounds, it is so important to involve all stakeholders. And one example of where I think in my professional life that I've seen the why um, really lead and and really guide the how and the what would be when um, a special services department that I am currently a part of they were going standards-based, and, um, you know, before that, there was a lot of direct instruction, um, a lot of scripted lessons, and and that sort of thing, and and I love, too, how um, in her book, Elena Aguilar and the Art of Coaching Team's always says that the purpose, the process, and the product need to have the students at the center when we're in education. And so we knew that the current curriculum in special education wasn't moving kids, and it, and it wasn't really serving them and personalizing education to meet their needs. And so one thing that the um, with the leadership of Dr. Wolf and the special education coordinators, they didn't know exactly what the curriculum was going to look like. So they started with the why and they, they brought in um, people from all over the district down the classroom level um, up to, you know, people at the district office and everyone in between and spent an entire day going over um, and, and creating a new vision for the department. And so from that vision, then came, and that vision really focused on personalizing instruction for all um, special education students and moving towards a standards-based um, curriculum. And so from that, then came the process and the how, and we've developed professional development as part of the process in three different modules, um, and then we also developed the what we call the framework in the code in special education that guides teachers into creating this personalized learning model. And then the what really is the um, the implementation in the classrooms. And our what has been a blended learning framework with the station rotation model. And so every time that we meet um, as a team or, or we're doing professional development, the first slide is always our why and we always post the vision to go back to why are we even doing this professional development um, and it then goes back to it really is talking about keeping students at the center in all of those um, in the purpose process and product.
2: And Hannah I would just add on I remember that I was privileged <laughs> and honored to get an invitation to that yeah. first visioning session and I do think considering all the audiences that are going to be on the receiving end right. of new initiatives or new curriculum or new products, whatever it may be, that sometimes we don't consider all of those. Mm-hmm. And and that in that example, I remember that room being filled with every mm-hmm. potential stakeholder on the receiving end, which I think is why it has had a much smoother rollout. Um, Of course, like Priscilla mentioned before, bumps along the way, but that's part of the growth process. Um, So I do think it's very important to consider all of the audiences on the receiving end because each audience can help do their part to help with a smooth rollout.
1: And considering the audiences, not just at the beginning of something new, um continuing that conversation throughout um and continuing to go back to the why but involving all all of those audience members throughout. Truly bring shared ownership. Yep.
0: Well I want to thank you ladies today for joining me for our conversation about the art of coaching teams by Elena Arguilar. And it's Aguilera. I'm sorry I said that wrong. I'm not um, sure
1: if I, sometimes I'm not sure if I ever say that name correctly. No. <laughs> What's well, a great read. She's my hero. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah.
0: Reach out to um, one of us and we'll be glad to, to, to share a book with you. Um, but I want to close today by thinking about, you know, we've experienced and shared some successes and some failures around, purpose, process, and product. And oftentimes time may be one of the biggest barriers and communication may be also a barrier. So I want you to think about these things as we move forward and I look forward to another episode and I hope you ladies can join us again. But for today, it's time to move on. Have a good day.
2: Thank you. you. Bye everybody.
0: Bye-bye.